the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Craig Needles. It's the London Free Press Podcast here for a new week and We've got some news today. Uh, We continue to look at the impacts of COVID-19 in this community. And one of the, I suppose, secondary impacts would be we're looking for a new president and CEO of London Health Sciences Center because rules were not necessarily followed during the pandemic. And who better to talk about that with us than Jennifer Beeman, who, of course, is the fantastic health reporter for the London Free Press and joins us on the podcast today. Hi, Jennifer. Good morning or good afternoon. Excuse me. Thank you very much for uh, doing this with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, this is a big story, obviously. You don't have the head of London Health Sciences Center change that often. And the way that it's come about is, is certainly surprising. Uh, tell us about the way the story got from, hey, Paul Woods may have taken a little bit of a trip here to Paul Woods doesn't have a job anymore. Just give us the the quick update there. Yeah. So last week I asked the hospital, I said, you know, hey, these six executives, did they travel? This was Thursday afternoon on Friday. Uh, Of course, they came out with that statement saying Paul Woods had five times traveled to the U.S. by car um, in like since March 2020, uh, right at the the height of the first wave. Um, You know, there was just immediate outrage. Of course, how could there not be? And we're in a climate right now, too, where we've lost our provincial finance minister for Mm -hmm. vacationing in St. Bart's and and Alberta MLAs were coming under fire as well. and, And others, too, another hospital exec in Niagara. So it all just amplified this sort of feeling of, of anger towards um, Paul Woods. And, you know, on Monday, on, on Friday, the board had said, you know, we're standing by him. We knew about the travel. We got this. We're standing by Woods on Monday morning, though. Certainly they pulled the plug on it three years in his five year term. Uh, yeah, uh, they had to. I, I think they had to. I think the statement from Friday was bizarre for them to say, oh, we're standing by this person's leadership, knowing full well what had happened with Tom Phillips, or Tom Phillips, excuse me, uh, with Rod Phillips, knowing full well what had happened with some of these MLAs in Alberta, knowing full well what had happened with Nikki Ashton, what had happened with the basically Paul Woods equivalent in the Niagara region. Uh, to say that they're standing by this person who had traveled this many times well at the very same time. And you wrote the story up on LFPress.com, basically putting the employees, the frontline employees of London Health Sciences Center on blast for not following the rules of the pandemic. I don't see how anyone could have thought that Paul Woods was going to stick around based on all of the factors we just talked about. I mean, I kind of figured on Friday afternoon, it was, you know, and, a when, not if, yeah. um, for the reasons that you mentioned. Uh, there's just so much, there's such a focus on on leaders and leaders' behavior right now. This didn't exist even two or three months ago. We weren't really caring about what mm-hmm. our politicians did in their free time. But there's a, we're having a moment right now where this is that thing. And, um, you know, I, I think that Michelle Rempel is a good example. Last summer, there it came to light that she was spending time in Oklahoma with her husband. Um, but she's still an MP. But she also came clean way back when in the summer when it wasn't as much of a problem. And I think that maybe if uh, Paul Woods had said, hey, by the way, this is something I'm doing. My life is cross-border. Um, that might have been different. But certainly now, no, there was, there was really no way of coming back from this one. To me, the Rubicon as far as how the public feels about travel was Christmas. When everyone was asked for Christmas, hey, please stay home. Hey, please stay to your own household. That's not what we're used to doing for Christmas. So because everyone was essentially either staying home or thinking they should stay home. 
once they found out that public health officials or political officials weren't doing that, I think that's when that laissez-faire attitude towards travel change was when it surrounded the Christmas season. 100%. And I mean, at that hospital too, there's 15,000 employees. It's a very big place, big employer. They've had a lot of hurdles this year as far as management employee relationships go. Mm -hmm. Everything from the PPE in the spring, that was a real concern and kind of concerns about do we have enough? They're rationing it. And then there was the pandemic pay thing where they were forcing some people that they gave the pandemic pay uh, in error to to pay it back. And then in the fall, there was the scolding thing about you people need to follow the rules while you're on the job, wear your masks in break rooms. And so there was already a bit of tension there. And so it's no surprise um, that that the response from LHSD employees and unions was the was as fast and as harsh as it was. Well, Randy Richmond wrote that story up on uh, lfpress.com and it's linked in, in, in the piece you wrote about this, but they basically had 3,000 people sign a petition overnight demanding this man's resignation. Like that, it was, it was that quick. So when you, when you have the public so firmly behind that option in this time, just the, the board had no choice. The board had no choice but getting this guy out of there. And I'm, I, I'm surprised, honestly, it took as long as it did. What one thing we're missing right now is to hear from the actual board. Yeah. We have two statements from them, one on Friday and one on Monday. And I mean, I'm really quite disappointed in that because I think that the board owes the public a discussion about kind of, um, you know, how they arrived at their conclusion, when they found out, the dates he left. Like, I mean, not to dig too deeply into his personal life, but certainly we need to understand they, their thinking and over, you know, less than 72 hours from going from we're cool guys to he's out of there. Yeah, that's a very good question. It's a, it, I guess, because here's the thing, even if the statement was something along the lines of we're currently in the process of reviewing Paul Wood's leadership, essentially that would have been the PR way of saying we're going to take the weekend to think about it, which in and of itself would have been a little bit strange, but at least far more reasonable than, oh, no, we think this guy is fine. And, and it gives them far more wiggle room to come back on Monday and say, you know what, he's got to go. So I was surprised that, that statement didn't at least leave them some sort of room to maneuver as far as what the next step was going to be. It, it just seemed short-sighted to me. When I was speaking from an expert uh, from Ivy Business School today, who said exactly the same thing. He said they, they didn't leave themselves a lot of room. This The way this situation is being handled with the refusal to kind of talk through what their thoughts were um, really kind of could hurt the credibility of the board itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got now we've got a hospital, the largest in the region without a CEO. They're going to name a new one in a couple of days. I think we could probably guess who it's going to be. There's a, a COO, Neil Johnson, who acted as um, the acting chief executive in the spring when Paul Woods was ill. Um, but again, it's just, this is a really critical time. We're hearing it from all all levels of government. Tomorrow, Tuesday, Doug Ford's expected to slap Ontario with even more restrictions. And, and yet we've got this whole kind of festering little problem at this really major hospital. Yeah, I... Uh... I find the whole thing to be, sadly, it's it's just a failure of leadership. And and look, you're the health report, London Free Press. I've hosted a talk show in this community. I find that it's not exactly the easiest organization to deal with from a communications perspective. Sometimes, would you would you agree with that? Certainly, um, you know they they've got a lot of things on their plate right now. They're fighting the pandemic on a lot of different fronts. I certainly understand that. Um, and of course, there are patient privacy and personnel issues, and, and those are very important and sacred, but I really feel like they owe, um, on, like Londoners, kind of an explanation on how this happened. Uh, when the board recruited Woods back in 2017, he took uh, the position in 2018, January, 
uh, they knew his cross-border connections. Like they knew he had family over in, you know, over in the States and they knew that that was going to be a thing. Um, it sounds to me like he continued to do his cross-border thing through the pandemic. And, um, you know, I, I just think it, it bears questioning about kind of how they knew and when they knew. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's that's quite reasonable. I hope we get some answers. Uh, the news release that came out today essentially said we're not going to comment on this anymore, which I, I, I think is quite frankly unacceptable for uh, a publicly funded board in this province at this time to be saying to us. It's just, it's it's quite, it's, it's not okay. Well, and what he'll be leaving with. I mean, let's be honest yeah. here. Um, they've got two options in their contract. I was looking through Wood's contract today. They can fire with cause, which I mean, I don't know that this would be with cause uh, or without cause. And if it's fire, if it's, you know, terminated without cause, there's clauses in there about, um, you know, what he kind of leaves with compensation wise. So I think that we really need answers here. I'm going to keep digging certainly, but mm-hmm. um, it really couldn't come at a worse time for like anybody. Like it's really bad. We had four deaths today in London. Um, things are just really brutal, almost like, you know, as bad as last April or worse. And so um, to have this kind of thing, happening now is just brutal. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about where we're at in this community right now. Uh, you mentioned four deaths today. We're continuing to see numbers go up. There's a lot of questions about when we're going to have school once again. As you said, we're getting sort of vague teaser announcements from the province as far as, well, there's going to be something tomorrow. I said on Twitter, it sounds like they're they're teeing up a bachelorette rose ceremony for us. Well, you have to tune in next time or tune in after the break. Uh, it, it's, it's a little bit callous the way that it's coming off, at least to me, but uh, uh, where are we at right now and, and what do we think might be around the corner? We don't go a single day without another new death, mm-hmm. usually multiple deaths. We've had 25 deaths since the start of January. Uh, to put that in perspective, the worst months of this pandemic, uh, April and December, there were 35 deaths reported. Um, you know, we are, we're 11 days in, so um, things are just incredibly bad. Uh, our case counts are higher than they've ever been before. Um, we're regularly into into triple digits here. And um, you know, just like you said, I think it's funny that the rose ceremony uh, thing, but, you know, provincially, the, you know, there, there will be more restrictions, certainly. I think we all know that they're coming. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that they were a little more decisive on that. Um, again, on Friday, a very pale face Doug Ford came out and said, I'm really scared by these numbers. Things are really serious. And yet we won't have details on what he's going to do about it until four days after he said that. So um, I think it's all just kind of wait and see here. And um, I guess hoping for the best with the vaccine rollout, that's the one little glimmer uh, in the London area. We vaccinated two thirds of long-term care workers. So that's you know quite good, um, but that's not what's going to save us, right? Like there's no. not enough vaccines for everyone and we've really got to stick to it. Yeah, we've got to continue to see those uh, number of folks vaccinated numbers go uh, go up and up. Uh, what about uh, Dr. Chris Mackey? What are we hearing locally from the Middlesex London Health Unit as far as uh, where we're at in the pandemic right now before we wrap up here, Den? So the good news on Monday, they vaccinated their very first long-term care residents, which is actually really huge for us um, up until now. The only vaccines that have been getting done were at the Agriflex. Today, they moved some of those vaccines out to Oneida Nation of the Thames and uh in, you know, basically inoculated residents of a long-term care home that's dealing with an outbreak. So that's a really good, good news story. They've got a couple more planned for next week. Um, but, you know, Dr. Mackey was saying on the vaccine front, we're, we're vaccinating as many people as we have vaccines for, but it really, I mean, there's just not enough for everyone. So it's really important to, to stay home when you can, um, not meet with people face-to-face, really just 
just kind of hunker down, hunker down, get through January and February um, and really do your part. Yeah, that's the that's the the best we can do. Sadly, uh, Jen, thank you very much for doing this and continuing to to follow the story at uh, London Health Science Center for us. Very much appreciative of you uh, giving us a few minutes here on the podcast today to talk about it. No problem. Thanks so much. That's Jennifer Beeman, London Free Press health reporter. You can read her very latest on lfpress.com right now, which surrounds Paul Woods being out as the president of and CEO of the London House Sciences Center. The headline is, In About Face, London Hospital Board Turfs Trip-Taking CEO Paul Woods. So go to lfpress.com to read that right now. And please subscribe to this podcast. You can do that on Spotify. You can do that on Stitcher. Do it on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Plus, you can find us on YouTube and at the aforementioned lfpress.com. I am Craig Needles. I am your host. We'll talk to you next time on the London Free Press Podcast. Thanks for listening today. <laughs>